How's everyone doing? It's uh, Kevin, Kevin Butler with the Butler Time Podcast, and I'm back. Um, let's see here, just um, you know, driving. I had a friend tell me, you know, don't do the podcast driving because you want better audio. But you know what, bro? Fuck you, straight up. Because you know I'm a busy guy. I'm working. You know, I'm working that that uh, Trump life. Them, well, not Trump life, that Trump supporter life. 70-hour work weeks on the road, you know. We out here trapping, trapping in the Honda. And, um, yeah, so I don't really have time for this good audio bullshit all the time. Sometimes I just got to get her done. And yeah, I'll stop talking like that. I'm not really, that's not really my thing. But, um, hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's getting ready for Thanksgiving. You know, Xgiving. Gonna chill with the family, just fucking max out. You know, feel like you're uh, 16 again. Your mom's cooking for you. Maybe you got a grandparent in the corner just, you know, knocked out on that trip to fan. Some of the some of the people in your family not really sure if he has a pulse, if he's breathing, or if he's just having a good sleep. You know? That's Thanksgiving. At least it was in my house. And you know, November is a weird time. November is you know, it's just just got done with Halloween, kind of like a fake holiday, but, you know, people start getting in that spirit, and, um, we go from death to, to family, and we do it pretty quickly, you know, um, and then we come around, and it's all of a sudden, it's Christmas, and then we're real fammed out, you know, doing big things for our family, Emptying our pocketbooks for the family. But uh, that's what the holidays are about. Is uh, family. And I hope you guys are spending it with yours. And if you're Jewish. You're having some nice Chinese food. In a, in a film. Um, on these upcoming holidays. Um, I, you know. I just That's just what I heard you guys do. You know. In fact. In my college years, I did that a couple times. I, I, you know, I was an honor, honorary Jew back then, just for a couple days. And some people would say I resemble a Jew. And some people would also say Jewish, being Jewish is not a race, which they would also, they're kind of half right on that, half wrong. But that's a different topic. But, you know, Italians and Jews are very similar in a lot of ways. We're anxious. You know, uh, I think Italians are a little more um, aggressive. Um, if an Italian's mad at you, he might come out swinging. He might come out trying to, you know, going for the jugular. If a Jew's mad at you, he might try to swindle you. He might try to find a way into your pocketbook, find a way to kind of 
kind of drain you from 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 the crevices and you not even know what's going on um, but you know we're big family people us Italians Jews Greeks you know we're all very similar in in a lot of ways um, and that's you know in reality we're all similar but I'm just saying, you know, those particular groups of humans got a little more similarities than the others. It's kind of like, you know, the Chinese, the Japanese, and um, whatever else you want to throw in there. The Greek, I'm, oop, not the Greeks, <laughs> the Koreans, the uh, Hawaiians, you know, the Islanders, Filipinos. I know they get a little offended if you call them Asian. My, um, one of my friends, he likes to say he's not Asian. I said, bro, you're clearly Asian. He's Filipino. He also can't explain to me why it's spelled with an F when you're Filipino and a PH when it's the Philippines. But anyway, some days he's an Islander, and then other days when it benefits him, I feel like he's an Asian. And I'm not sure, really sure what's up with that. But, um, you know, people kind of, you know, choose who they are these days. You know, you see you see these racial dolazars out there. Um, and that's okay. You know, I'm not going to judge. In fact, to be honest with you, I don't see why it's all cool and all to say I was born you know a man in a woman's body but you can't say I was born a black man in a white woman's body or the other way around or um you know what what's up with that I just want I just you know it's really the same thing to tell you the truth um, hell man I've seen a lady online Say she's a disabled person Born in a normal body And that right there You know that could be fake But it also could just be her wanting attention You know a lot of people Like to uh, Feel special without having to do anything And um, You know Everyone wants to feel special. So if you can feel special by just saying, I'm different, why not? You know? I'm not even really mad at you for that. You know, why not? But let's be honest about some things, you know? Let's keep it real, as they say. And keeping it real can go wrong, as, um, you know, Dave Chappelle has shown us. And a lot of people have shown us, to be honest. Um, sorry, guys. I'm actually texting, texting a musician friend of mine, trying to, trying to see if he wants to be, maybe part of, uh, maybe get a theme song in, or at least promote his music, man. That's this podcast. I'm hoping is a, um, is kind of brings brings people of all realms that I was friends with together lets us share our art um, 
and you know we support each other because too many people out in this world are competitive with each other especially in uh, the art industry it's like we're supposed to all be you know working together it's a cutthroat industry and instead people just want to talk shit some people talk shit and they don't even make any they don't even do anything but they'll judge you they'll critique you you know and that's just kind of how America's gotten, you know. We used to be a country where we liked American Idol. We liked watching people become stars, you know, come up on the the rise up. Um, and all of a sudden, we like to watch them fall. You know, now it's we don't want to see you coming up. We want to see you lose everything. And for something as stupid as possible. Something we may have done ourselves about a week ago. You know? Uh, We got people out here saying, you know, Roseanne, fuck her. You know? Take all her money. Take her job. Fuck her. Throw her to the pigs. Let her work at a... Let her work at a fucking... Let her be a waitress again or something. And is... You know, what kind of humanity is that, man? You know, first of all, that woman was under some influence of uh, Ambien. And if you want to... Even Ambien wants to claim um, racism isn't a side effect. Let me tell you something. um, Whatever that fucking company's name is. Ambien's a hell of a drug, you know, and being delirious and out of your fucking mind is absolutely, absolutely a side effect. Uh, one of my favorites, Joe Rogan, had, uh, what's that boy's name, um, Harrison... Kid, his dad's actually a famous director who made um, the Thin Blue Line, that famous documentary. But he he's a boy who um, he he has a show on Vice just about drugs and um, uh, he kind of just dives in about the he's a, like a nerd, you know, he's not just a druggie. Um, he somehow pulls it off, like, you know, he's he's a researcher, um, which is quite, you know, a lot of people would be jealous of this guy. Uh, oh, there we go, yeah, um, Errol Morris is his dad, so I believe Hamilton Morris is his son, yeah. He was on there saying, Ambien's one of the strangest drugs out there. The side effects are unreal, like they don't even honestly make sense. And it crosses the lines of almost all drugs. And for them to make that claim is just kind of um, irresponsible on their behalf. Um, Yeah, sure, maybe, you know, alcohol brings out the real in you, people say. Um, But... But, you know, 
is it the real you? Is it really the real you? You know, it's easy to say that and demonize people. But first of all, I think I had a gentleman, he was my friend in college, he would take Ambien. He was prescribed Ambien for sleep. He'd come in my room and this boy, he was absolutely, I would say he was tripping. He would look at me and say that the whole room was swinging. He would um, make comments that we were in, it, we were in a Super Smash Brothers like world, and that the um, you know he was out of his damn mind. You know this is this drug is you are literally basically lucid dreaming, but in real real life, and um, you know he was funny and all, because back then you know we were crazy. You know a lot of. A lot of crazy things happen in college, you know, a lot of, a lot of experimenting. Um, but yeah, he would just sit there and giggle and laugh at me. And I, you know, I, I wasn't offended, you know, he's just having a good time. He was just being young boys. But, um, uh, yeah, so, you know, she all, Roseanne also said she didn't know the lady was black, which, you know, maybe she didn't. If you look at her, I could kind of see that. I mean, she said she looks like her old Jewish grandma or something, which I see. But, you know, in that state of mind, she really probably didn't know what she was saying. But then again, maybe she is racist. You know, maybe she's racist. But is that really something... To, I just think it's weird these days that if you have an unfavorable opinion... And that's not, you know, I'm being a little light on that, saying it's an unfavorable opinion. You know, it's a terrible thing, and it's dividing dividing us. But, you know, let's get this woman some help. Let's not just take everything from her. You think she's not going to be racist now because we fired her, took all our money, made her afraid to go out in public, probably worsened her addiction problems, um... You know, like, why don't we um, show a little sympathy out here? Peep, you know, I don't, I just don't agree with the way it was, it went down, really. Um, but, yeah, that, that's Roseanne, and all oh, people loved it, you know. They were like, take her out, throw her out. And people kind of forget she used to be progressive, Um Back in the day. But, um, yeah, you know, that's kind of enough about, about, uh, that lady. Um, you know, it feels good to do this right now, guys. I was kind of in a bad mood today, and you know, you know, when you're in a bad mood, there's not really much you can do to get out of it. And, um, I, I gave my, I kind of told my friends, so I was driving home during rush hour traffic, and you know, you know people out there driving like fucking assholes. Rush hour traffic, they're going fast. They're trying to get around you. Everyone wants to just get home so they can freaking watch Netflix or whatever the hell people do. And I, it was annoying me. And then my phone was dying. I had to work soon. And every goddamn second, I'm getting a vibration from the group chat. My college buddies. In fact, the Ambien boy is one of these men. 
And it was annoying me, you know, because every second I had to look at my phone. And I even have it on Do Not Disturb, but, you know, Tim Cook's such a fucking moron that somehow Apple just went downhill. And I I have to look because you never know. What if it is someone else? What if it's something serious? That's the world we live in. And I would look and it would just be something stupid like, you know, a rap lyric or uh, Donald Trump sucks or... Um, I don't know, whatever these boys, Bitcoin, whatever these boys thought was groundbreaking at the time. Um, So I was irritated, and all I did was express to them, man, I'm in a bad mood, and I hate how people, you know, drive during rush hour traffic. And I'm even getting annoyed at how much you guys are texting. And I made it clear that I knew I was being irrational about it, and they come at me. You know, they come at me saying, you know, some people are going home to work, going home from work to see their family, not just delivering food, because that's one of my jobs is delivering food. And I wasn't even doing my job. I was actually driving home myself. And, you know, I was just like, wow, these are these are my friends, you know, just I wasn't even insulting them. I was literally just expressing I'm having a bad day. I'm a little frustrated. But, you know, guys, boys will be boys, man. Boys are harsh. Boys will boys will come at your neck. They're cutthroat. You know, sometimes you just don't want to fuck with boys. Um, yeah. And, you know, that bothered me for a little bit, but I knew kind of talking it out right now, how I am, was going to feel good. And um, it did. You know, it's just feeling, it's feeling a lot better. Um, people are I honestly believe people are so fragile That just me saying I'm in a bad mood Put them on edge And that's what really bothered them That they were like Oh this guy's in a bad mood Now I'm going to start thinking about Being in a bad mood Because my life is hectic too Or they're thinking my life's just as bad as yours. What are you so upset about? Like you're not allowed to be upset at certain times or days, you know? I'll have people, I'll tell them, you know, I'm just having a bad day or a bad week. And they'll act like I need to go get some help. Like every every day I should be fucking, you know, a star. Like I should be like Mario Kart. Like I just hit that that box and got the star and I'm glowing, going fast, you know, running through people. Um, you know, losing control a little bit, maybe falling into the water, into the ice, falling off the bridge. The little cloud man has to lift me up. But, you know, these are unreasonable expectations when, honestly, we live in a world that is so artificial. And, you know, people don't talk about it much, but we basically live in a zoo that we man-made, artificially structured society. This isn't how we're supposed to live, man. And we forget that. Some of these things people do that are just natural or, um, you know, just human nature. Some of the animalistic behavior is so shunned upon, like we're so above it. But we haven't been around that long. And, um... You know, I think we can get above it, 
But we got to remember that. And and I think that really gets to a lot of people without them really thinking about it, you know. And sometimes when I think about it, I feel like maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I think we're just animals in a zoo we built ourselves. But maybe it's just me. Maybe everyone else thinks this shit's great, you know. I'm living, I'm living my best life. But I think a lot of those people fake it, you know. You know that feeling when you're kind of laying around all day, you know, doing whatever you do when you're home alone and no one's watching. Maybe, you know, getting on that axe hamster, on that red tube. Whatever you do, you know, you know, I'm not one to judge. Um, I like to, you know, delve into the dark arts myself in a lot of ways. But, you know, when you know you got your, you look at the clock, it's 10 minutes before you got to leave. And you put that Joker smile on. You kind of put that face on that, uh, all right, here it goes. Got to go out and look like, you know. I just came from a from a function. I just came from having a blast or something. You know, you kind of got to fake it till you make it. And um, in a lot of ways, it's depressing. But you don't want to be that guy out there ruining everyone's day. Even when I, you know, I try, even when I'm having a bad day, to go out and be nice to everyone. Kind of brighten their day. You know, make jokes. If I see, you know, I make light of things. You know, today, actually... I was stopped at a light and, you know, a man was walking across the street. And this man could have been homeless. He could have just been a little rough around the edges. And he, um, the light was about to turn green for me. So I started, I honestly just nudged up, you know, when you just let your foot off the brake for a second. And I noticed in the corner of my, uh, in my peripherals that he was still crossing the street. So I stopped real quick, and he stared me down. And as he stares me down, he spits down at my car. And you know, listen, I talked the other day about how I got in a Twitter argument with Bomani Jones, and it was about the whole Chris Paul, Ray John Rondo spitting incident. And he did say um, how... You know, where he's from, spitting is a big deal. And I'm not sure if it was him or someone else I heard say that when they were young, their daddy told them, people spit on the ground. For, so for someone to spit on you is, is them telling you you're beneath the ground, you know? They got no respect for you. And I never thought of it like that because honestly, if someone spit on me, I'd just be like, what what the fuck you what the hell you know I just think it was kind of weird but weird fetish or something but um you know when he spit oh I got angry and I stopped myself and I said you know I'm not gonna freak out first of all this man may blow my brains out but second of all I'm not gonna be that guy going around just you know antagonizing and doing that so I rolled down my window and I just said, hey, man, that was cute. And maybe that could come across the wrong way. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But that's all I said. 
I said, hey man, that was cute. Because I wanted to let him know how silly he looked. You're going to spit on my car, bro? You're going to spit on a, a black Honda that basically is is a Flintstone car. It's holding on by literal zip ties, bro. Come on. What, do you, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And uh, he had nothing to say, in fact. He kept walking. And we went on about our day. But, you know, that almost got heated. That really almost got heated. Um, I did feel offended by it. That was the that was the thing, you know. Um, but sometimes you just gotta let things slide, man. You know, you're not. I'm not Conor McGregor. I don't need to be going out there, proving myself to everyone, or not proving myself. Um, I might have to take a little break here in a second, guys. You know, I kind of talked this podcast up today, but. Um, I do gotta take a break, maybe grab a bite to eat, you know, um, just kind of refuel here. Um, but yeah, that American Idol thing I was talking about, you know, I think pretty soon we're going to have a show like that. It's going to be like Celebrity Apprentice, but it's going to be like, we're just, we're going to CIA investigate all four of you. And whoever was the biggest douche 50 years ago when they were 12 and their brain wasn't even fully developed and they were still learning is going to go home and lose everything. You know? And people are going to love it. People are going to be like, <laughs> uh, you know, that's sickening, man. It really is. And I had a um, a friend lose her dog today. And, you know, I kind of noticed she was acting weird. And I um, I was taking it a little personal. And I asked, you know, what, are you still mad at me for something? What happened? And then she said, you know, really, it's just the dog. And I kind of forgot about how hard it is to lose a dog, man. You know, I lost a dog that damn near saved my life two two years ago. We had to put her down. And um, I cried. I, I was really torn up about it because, you know, a dog is just so innocent. And you just think maybe I could have done more to help it. And... Um, yeah, it's it just kind of... It really hurt when it happened, man, to think just such an innocent thing, you know, always happy, always looking to make me happy. He's gone forever. And I, you know, I felt bad for a second being so critical, critic judgmental of her, kind of thinking she was giving me a cold shoulder when really, what am I to expect from her? She just had a terrible thing happen. But then on the other hand, I was thinking, I have a, I have a um, half-year daughter now, six-month-old um, daughter. And I was kind of thinking, would I care if a dog died now? Because 
now that I have a kid, it's just a whole nother level. And I don't know, and animals, and I just gave that whole speech about how we're animals, but an animal's an animal. All my love now is into this daughter. And I'm not really sure if a dog would really break me up that much, you know? Um, The dog's not going to go on to be a doctor, you know? It's not going to go on to, you know, help other people. You know what? It will help other people. But I just think the emotional connection, I'm just not, it's almost like desensitization, but the other way, you know, now I've, I'm on, I'm on a new level almost, I'm, I'm feeling a little ASAP Fergie, and, um, yeah, the animals are kind of just, they're kids, but not my kids now, you know, where are their parents, they're almost like foster kids, these animals, take them into our homes. Um, I speaking of foster kids, I always wonder about foster kids, man. You know, it's a great thing, but don't you think isn't it a little rough to let this kid in your house, in your home, in your life, and him know this ain't forever? Because from, from from what I understand, foster isn't adopting. Foster's kind of like, hey, we're gonna not let you live in this shithole. Um, Orphanage like Matilda, but eventually we're letting you go because we're not trying to keep you. It's almost like you're you're on on the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick said, you know, we're gonna sign you. Um, see how you do. But you know, one slip up, we're cutting you. You're gone, man. You're gonna maybe go to the Cleveland Browns or some other organization, and um could be a big deal there but um in this family you know we just don't have room for you and I almost you know it's very kind of them to let these people in but it's also slightly offensive and I don't know I'd have a lot of resentment if I was one of these children you know my sister's adopted and I see some of the struggles she went through feeling accepted And, um, to have, to think that those kids go through that and then have to start all over again and then have a new complex that this is just going to keep happening. You know, I, I just can't even imagine, to be honest. Um, I mean, I feel that way just losing, I lost my brother at a young age and I have definitely have a complex about people I love leaving me. Every time I start to love someone, I don't know if I do it to myself or it's just life. They leave and I just think, you know, everyone leaves. Everyone leaves me. You know, what's the point of even loving every, anyone? And, you know, that's something I got to work on. But I think a lot of us can relate with that. Um, but, yeah, you know, foster children things a little... A little weird to me. Um, but it's a great thing to do, and I do respect the families that do that. You know, they're opening up their hearts, their pocketbooks, and um, they're helping people out. 
They really are. They're, I mean, anything's better than where those kids are beforehand. So, um, good for them, you know? I think I'm going to take a break real quick. I'll be right back. You guys don't even know. Man, I'm, I could be gone for three days. You're going to think it was five seconds. And I may say that joke every time. You know, I think it's, I think it's funny. So, um, let's see if I wanted to throw anything else in there before I, you know, step out. Oh, guys, you know, I'll be right back, okay? Love you. Thanks for, uh, tuning in today. All right. I took a, uh, couple hour break there, um... It's actually more than just a couple hours. Honestly, an entire work shift. But, um... So, a couple interesting things happened, actually. Um, I sent out a text. You know, I think I mentioned I sent out a text to, um... Some some artist friends, you know, uh... Letting them know about the podcast, trying to collaborate. Um... Just be involved. Um... Reconnect. And I had one man get back to me and strongly decline. And this is a man, he makes um, rap music. And I'm not going to say too much about him because I actually do respect him. And I don't think it's necessary to really um, call him out or insult him in any way. In fact, I'd love to promote his music. But I kind of think at this point, um, it'd be a bad idea, because you'd then be associating what I'm talking about with him. So maybe at another time, I'll bring up his music a little slyly, kind of, kind of pretend, you know, something else happened. But um, so this man said, "Hey, you know, glad to hear from you." And he actually just liked some comments of mine, or uh, some pictures of mine on Instagram. But he said, I would like to decline because of some things you said to me four years ago. And I still have screenshots of those things. And I I was like, what? You're... Wait, let me get this again. You're holding on to something from... And that's minimum four years ago. I think it's actually longer. You're holding on to this? And this kind of all comes back to the John Ka- the uh, Kavanaugh thing. The holding things against people from when they were like 20 years old. You know, brain not developed. Trying to find themselves... You know, a very weird time. You're trying to be accepted. You're angry. You're kind of um, realizing life and the world isn't what you thought it was. That, you know, you're not going to be the next Tom Cruise or Bill Gates. Um, that you're not that special. And there's a lot of anger. Um, you're starting to kind of... Um, things are starting to come into fruition that happened to you as a kid. You know, sorrow and um, misfortune. 
And yeah, so he's holding these some things against me. And now let me tell you, they weren't that bad. Um, they were not bad. It's not like I beat the man. I shot the man. It's not like I, you know, fucked the sister. It's not like I, you know, made out with his mother. Did anything wild like that. It was just a few, um, it was honestly just talking shit. And I think I get myself in trouble a lot talking shit. I like to talk shit, you know. I'm an, I come from an athletic background. And that's what we do. We talk shit. And, you know, it's it's all love. You know, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't talk shit unless I liked you. Unless I respected you and felt that we were in some kind of equal competitive um, field. If you were so beneath me, I would walk right, right, right past you, not say a word. I would be very, I am very cold when I don't care for someone. I don't give them the time of day. Um, I was a, a goaltender, and you know, I love to say it, state champion goaltender. And we had no backup goaltender, so I was the state champion goaltender. And you know, Goalies are always made out to be weird, and um, I found some unique ways to talk shit. You know, goalies kind of, you know, we'll have a guy in front of us, you know, they like to kind of back that ass up into you, so so you can't really uh, stay far from the post, because, you know, the further you are from the post, the more you cut down the angle because of depth perception. Um, so they'll kind of back that ass up into you, trying to get you to move back into the net and expose more than that for their shooters. So as goalies, we'll kind of slash at their knees, the back of their knees. We'll, we'll push, push their skates forward, try to make them lose their balance. And then um, when, you know, they turn around, I mean, most of it's actually allowed, but, you know, if anything is a little gets a little wild, and they turn around and complain to the ref, goalie just acts dumb. And usually the ref's on the goalie's side. I'm not really sure why that is, but that it was like that my whole life. I noticed, you know, the refs would feel bad when you got scored on if it was after a good flurry of saves. Um, they would always kind of help you pick yourself up. And... Um, but anyway, so yeah, we kind of did things, goalies would do things sly like that, you know, kind of talk shit and then pretend we weren't doing anything. And maybe that's, you know, kind of what I did with this guy. But um, I guess it's a little passive aggressive, if you want to say. Um, but... I really found it to be ridiculous for many reasons. Um, he kept, kind of kept mentioning that I wanted a favor from him. And I wasn't asking for a favor. I was definitely, you know, I said it'd be nice if you could help me promote it. But I was actually extending an offer as as artists to collaborate, to have him on, use his music to cross-promote. I mean, he's not that big. It's not like, 
using his music is only helping me out. Um, just, it was a little offensive. Um, and maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe I really did hurt the man's feelings. And that's wrong of me. But, um, yeah, so he, he declined. And I felt like he was getting a little enjoyment off of declining, you know? Well, what he felt was declining. I really didn't ask him anything. Um, and I thought that was a little weird, too. A little power, kind of a power trip. Um, and then these are the same people, these artists, are the same people that preach about unity and bringing people together and that, you know, um, certain people are assholes because they, um, brought something, you know, called someone out for something or, um, you know, I, I'm losing my train of thought here. I'm actually watching uh, NHL highlights and whew, some beauty goals tonight. Hockey's hockey's just the greatest sport there is. There's no, no, no argument to that. Um, but yeah, so you know, these are the same people that want to act like. Everyone else is the bad guy, and they're so accepting and forgiving, and um, they're not, let me tell you. They're really not. They, more than anyone, love to feel like the good guy, to feel like everyone else is shitty, and they're the best, and what they do matters the most. And that's just how, I've noticed how these people are. They don't like the industry, any creative industry, is not one where you work together. And being from a sports background, I found that kind of difficult because I was in a team sport. You know, if I was, you know, maybe a a long jumper or, a, you know, maybe a, um, you know, a flying trapeze artist, something when it was just kind of mano y mano, maybe a wrestler, then maybe I'd understand, but, um, not in this, not in this case, I really don't get it, and, you know, you hear it all the time, these people will go through tough times coming up in the industry, people treating them like shit, like just complete underlings, and then when they get to the top, they do it to those they do it back to the new people because they feel like it's a rite of way, like a rite of passage, instead of thinking maybe I should just change this whole fucking system, make it better. And I think that's something we see in politics too. A lot of, you know, well, this is how it is, this is what I dealt with, instead of making it better for the next person. And... um so yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't let this bother me so much. And um you know, I he made a little comment like now you have a kid, wow. And I kind of felt like he was you know, it was a sly way of saying like good luck or you know, um poor kid. 
which was immature, and people without kids just don't understand, and they never will until they have one. Um, they don't understand the love. They don't understand the um, the defensiveness that you just don't talk about someone's child. You do not do that. Um, they just they won't get it, and um, yeah, I know I'm forgetting something here about this whole thing. Um, that I wanted to say. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I did some things back then as as a young adolescent, a young adult who um, engaged in some dark arts. You know, I wasn't the best kid. I was a little wild. I kind of, you know, got a little um, keyed up sometimes. Got a little, got a little uh, lifted. And it would kind of make me act irrational, even even with my own family. And I was going through a lot. And um, that's one thing that I think some people don't understand. And, like, you know, me, me and others who went through something traumatic as a young, young man. So I lost my brother, like I keep mentioning, at a very young age about 13 and one of the my best friends of all time Sebastian um who's actually a scientist in in Arkansas he um lost his dad around the same age a little younger actually and we always just had a bond that I have never had with anyone besides my brother and I think my brother that's um living I'm saying, um, and I think it's for what the re- the relation of what we both went through, and I think people like this uh, musician character that's holding things I said, like stupid things too. Let me remind you, these were very, very petty things that he's upset about. Well, maybe they're not. Who am I to judge? But I think it's people like that and a lot of America that are just bitching and complaining and outraged about things that are so minuscule to what's really going on in the world, in life. And they don't understand that. And to me, I can talk shit. I can have shit talk to me. And I'll get over it in a day because, listen, I watched someone I love and am related to die. A little shit talking is not the end of the world. And I think too many people have not gone through some serious stresses like that. And I think, you know, not to say that didn't hurt me in a lot of ways. But it also helped me in um, and not be, being su- such a baby with certain things. Um, life isn't life is tough. Life isn't easy. Life isn't sweet. Um, and you're not 
a delicate flower, you know? You got to learn to be tough and to, uh, you know, I know it can get hard sometimes, but you got to, you got to, you got to forgive, know that people are human. We are flawed humans. Um, but we're doing the best out here. We're doing what we can. And, um, so yeah, I'm not really trying to discredit his his um issues but I do find it silly um and I really just thought it was interesting to to hear such a thing come out like that um but yeah that so that's that there um and I do regret a lot from um those years in college, you know, New York City is a volatile place, and this boy is actually still in New York City, and I think, you know, maybe that has a little something to do with it, but those people out there, man, they, they're just go, 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 it's cutthroat, I mean, it's literally people on top of people, you're basically shitting on each other. In every sense of the word, you're shitting on top of someone in a in a cell, and you're shitting on other people to get one up because there's so much co- competition. And it's it, you know, you're not. We're animals that are not meant to live like that. We're caged, and it creates a lot of anxiety. And you just want to get out. You just feel like, get you know, get me out of here. You know, it's Central Park, you know, it's not even that great. You know, it's artificial. It's really not even that cool, if you ask me. But, um, I needed to get out of there. I think that also made me want to get, you know, escape reality, get a little high. And, um, that caused a lot of problems. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people in New York who still think I'm the same person. Which is silly when you think about it. You know, people are so caught up in themselves that they think, you know, it's been six years, I've changed a lot. But that person that I I didn't like six years ago, there's no way he changed. There's no way he could have changed, you know? That's just not possible. It's, It's stupid, it's naive. And it's, um, it's selfish. Um, everyone changes. Um, everyone makes mistakes, especially young. And we need to start just coming to terms with that and being okay with that. You know, people should... You're not gonna be perfect your whole life. It's not wrong. It's not a bad thing to strive for, aspire, aspire to, but it's not gonna happen. That's how you learn. That's how you get better. You know. It's like playing sports. You know, if I didn't shoot the basketball once to see how you know how. It 
moved in the air, how I bounced off the rim, what kind of spin helped. I'm never going to learn the right way. So you do the wrong way a lot. And that happens in life. Um, And I had a lot of friends like that too. You know, we all had to kind of get out of there. Um, And, you know, one instance I can remember... We were having dinner in the backyard. We had a little backyard in Brooklyn. And my girlfriend at the time's parents came from upstate New York. Very very humble people. Very, um, you know, the type of people that I think were just born with beards. Kind of just came out with beards. Um, great people, though, you know. We're very into the hiking and the doing those these um um uh, I forgot what they're called, but you know you hike the, like a series of mountains or hills um and then it's considered something and you know you get a little patch from the or- an organization um to say you completed it, you know it's almost like playing Mario Kart and um getting the flower cup or something like that but you're you're hiking and um you're not shooting any uh projectiles at each other or anything but ah uh, my voice is so raspy it's a little late now you know it's been a long day but um so yeah they came through and um we were kind of a mess at the time, and we had a boy living with us who um he was actually studying to be a lawyer, but he was a little caught up in some some dark activities and he uh he was so you know keyed up a little faded that he was he was falling asleep, you know, and I was running around kind of like um. You know, you ever see that movie Dinner with Andre? I kind of felt like that. You know, this boy would say some real deep intellectual stuff that he was that was on his mind at the time. Um, he would say it kind of with his eyes half open, half closed. And then he'd kind of fall back to sleep. Kind of let us ponder on what he just said. And I was running around, you know, grabbing food for people, grabbing drinks... And then the me- along the way, I would tap the boy, kind of wake him up, be like, bro, like, dude, this is not good. You know, I could see the mom kind of staring at him while we ate. And, you know, looking back now, it's a pretty funny scene. But at the time, it was not funny. And it, you know, it felt awful. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Um, you know, because, you know, you associate yourself with those people. You know, and that's my girlfriend's parents. And um, it didn't look good. But it was pretty wild, man. We were... I had, I'm pretty sure eventually we had to carry this man to bed. Because um, he just couldn't hang, you know. And he wasn't really drinking, so it was kind of obvious something was going on there. Um, 
But then I gotta give a lot of respect to those parents. They were beautiful people, and they were honestly never made a big deal of it. The dad even kind of pretended everything was okay, you know, just not just to not make things awkward. And um, I re- I respect that, and um, I hope all, I hope they're all doing well. I know that she um. This young lady's name was Sinead, Irish, Irish lady. I know that she's in the uh, West Coast now with a, with a nice young, ma- a nice man. I'm mean, not not very sure how young or old he is. To me, he kind of looks a little older. Um, not like, you know, not like Warren Buffett old, but he looks maybe a couple years older than us. And um, he's kind of a heavy metal guy, which I thought was interesting. Because I, you know, wasn't aware she had a heavy metal side, but I think that's cool. And she's out there, you know, she's still doing her hiking, and she's a very um, nature. They lived on a farm, so they, you know, they love nature. Um, They build those, you know, those... um, those stone triangles that you, people build just to let you know, you know, someone's been here. Um, they're really into the into that. Um, good people, good humble people. Um, true liberal liberals, I would say. You know, true liberals. I know she uh, lived in couldn't really stay anywhere for more than a year top. She was living in Argentina and. A lot of Ecuador and a lot of other other countries just, you know, experiencing life and something I respected. And I think you should be allowed to respect exes. You know, we broke up because we were kind of in a bad place and had to get out of the city. And one day, honestly, she just said she was going to see her parents and I kind of had an inkling. And when she left, she left me a note that she wasn't coming back. And, you know, I put me in a deep depression for a while, and it was very hard, but it was probably for the best for both of us, and damn near probably changed my life for the better. Um, So I appreciate that she did that. And I think you should be allowed to talk good about exes. You know, you like them at one point for a reason. There's nothing wrong with talking about them. Now, you know, there's a level, there's levels to the shit, as they say. But, um, so, yeah, I want to kind of move on past that. Um, I am feeling a little weird, man. I mean, that message from that boy kind of screwed me up you know I'm very excited about this podcast and showing it to people and being part of something and getting my voice out there and not just on the internet um posting 140 characters of bullshit shorthand um you know bullshit that usually is virtue signaling of some kind and um, kind of get real real thoughts and ideas out there to relate with people. 
Um, I got a lot of other things to talk about here. I guess I'll just get to a couple. Um, You know what, man? I'm going to hold these off. I'm going to hold these off for another time because there's a lot to go still. And um, I kind of want to just get this done. It's been about an hour. So, hey, I did want to bring up that I now have an email for um for the podcast and if you want to email me some suggestions some advice if you want to be part of the podcast want to be interviewed or um you know um what else if you want to write in and you know ask for some advice maybe our listeners can respond to the advice or I'll just give you some advice um, tell some stories, um, please do, um, I'd love to have this a little more interactive of a show, um, and that, that email is gonna be kevin at butler time podcast, let me make sure here, sorry, Yeah, but Kevin at butlertimepodcast.com. Um, so, yeah, we got a domain name there. Kevin at butlertimepodcast.com. And that's Butler with one T for, all, for anyone who don't know. Um, and then I also acquired a uh, phone number got a phone number for us and this this is a Google voice number that you can call in and kind of um you know do the same thing maybe you'd rather call in some people are more comfortable um typing things writing things but um let me pull that up here for you man you can always hit the hotline anytime Um, and yeah, looks like I'm having some difficulties finding that. Um, you know, I did make a Facebook post about it. So, let me get there for you guys. Uh, it's been a long day. I'm sure it has for all of you. You know, I gotta work in the morning. All right, and okay, that number is 414-553-9194, and as I wrote on my post, that's after 414, that would be Junior Seah, Dwayne Wade, Steven Stamkos, Taylor Hall, and Bobby Orr. And that's their numbers, in case you, you know, like to think of things that way. So we got 414-553-9194 or Kevin at butlertimepodcast.com. And um, 
I would also like, you know, towards the end here, and maybe have a moment of silence for um, Stan Lee, who was, you know, the Marvel comic book creator. And, um, you know, he, um, in a way, I'm, I'm kind of happy. Maybe, maybe all these comic movies will slow down because they're getting a little out of control. You know, how many, how many more times can we watch these movies? And I see that Netflix is getting uh, Disney and Marvel things pulled because they're doing their own streaming service. So Netflix, it's not looking too good for them. Um... But yeah, we're going to have a moment of silence here. And I'd also like to have that moment of silence for um, Young Thug, who is in jail again. He's um, He's got some felonies pending, but he failed a drug test, so the judge decided to keep him in there. And he is a musical genius. He's my favorite artist and musical... Just musical act altogether. Um... If you can look up Young Thug, what a linguist says about Young Thug, it'll maybe give you, if you don't like him, a little example of why he is so great. Um, but yeah, let's let's um, let's take that silence right here. Okay, guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. That's all I got here. I saw a commercial for uh, 90 Days Fiance, which is apparently a show where you you meet someone and then 90 days later, m- possibly maximum... You're marrying this person. And then they got all this, you know, kind of foreshadowing of of drama that occurs as if that's a surprise. You're marrying someone you know for 90 days. And that's, you know, that's, oh, wow, I may not have known everything about the person. What do you know? You know, we got some silly shows on TV, and I, I hope they're scripted sometimes. I really do. Because that's just, that's just out of control. And, but then I see things that kind of warm my spirit. Like today I went to grab a delivery from a place, a shawarma place. And the man was in the ki- in the, in the kitchen praying. You know, he, he was facing Mecca. And he was praying. And I kind of came in and went to say, hey, man, where's the... Du-? And I saw him, and I felt real bad. I, I kind of took it upon myself. I found, I saw the order and just took it and left. And when I came back, I kind of asked him about it. I, I said, hey, you know, you know, how many times do you do that in the day? I'd never seen you. He said, five times a day, um, no matter what. And I was... Um, kind of I respected his 
his passion and his dedication because um you know there's a lot of religions a lot of the Catholics that will just say they're Catholic they don't really you know they don't really do anything maybe they'll wear a cross maybe they'll wear an iced out cross or a you know maybe Dago might wear a little gold gold cross um tucked under his white tee but um so it was nice to see and I always got good vibes from that guy so you know it's nice to see him represent that religion in a good positive manner um and um the restaurant right next to it actually had a drawing of a football player and this football player kind of looked like a wolf but when I went in and asked hey may I ask what that is because I was kind of thinking maybe that's not a wolf they said well that's a football player I said it's not a werewolf they said no I said well I'm going to come out and say it. That looks a little racist. And you know, the white lady got real mad. Because that's what white people do. You know, they get real mad over something that they shouldn't even be mad about. You know, what's she mad about that for? It didn't involve her. She just wanted to be... Maybe she was embarrassed. That could have been it. But the one the one um African American gentleman there was cracking up because I know he thought that too. And then what was funny was the next day this drawing was gone. And I can't believe I was the first to say anything. But apparently I guess it was, you know. Um and that place is a place where they cook chicken and waffle fries, but they don't fry them, they're baked. And, you know, that's kind of like making, you know, let's make a bakery, but we'll make everything out of cauliflower, and we won't bake it. We'll just let, you know, put it outside and let the heat from the sun rise it. You know, it's just kind of silly to me. And I tried it once, and it it tasted like ass, as you might you might believe. Um, maybe they're not using the right spices, but that's just what kind of taste I was getting. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I got one more story, and then I'm gonna turn off. I um, I uh, dropped a dollar in the toilet while I was peeing the other day, and that was awful. And it was just a dollar, you know. I could have just flushed it down, but I decided, you know, it didn't fall all the way in, so I kind of scooped it out, and I <laughs> rinsed it off real well. Then I put it in a paper towel, folded it up, kind of patted it, patted, let the let the urine soak into the towel, 
Then I took the that off, threw it away, and and repeated a couple times. Um, then I put my wallet still in the paper towel. And then eventually, the next day, I took that off. So, you know, people, someone's going to go around maybe snorting, a, snorting something with my urine. And that's why, you know, you shouldn't be... Shouldn't be doing drugs, first of all, but you also shouldn't be using this money that people are peeing on, uh, putting in strippers' buttholes. Um, a lot of bad things happen with this money. So, you know, be careful out there. And um, that was just a little quick story I had for you guys. I'm going to hit the hay. Um, Pretty soon I'm going to be hearing that ringtone. You know, you got that one ringtone that just every day you hear it. And it's a hard one to pick because you know that song, whatever song you pick, you don't want to ever hear again. Because it's going to associate in your brain waking up, being pissed off and angry and not ready to stop dreaming. And mine's actually Relationships by Young Thug and Future. And it surprisingly has kind of kept me kind of, you know, it's got a very optimistic, happy beginning. It kind of kind of works for me. Um, I tell you what, though, I have not listened to it since making it my ringtone. But I haven't gotten completely sick of it. And... I I find that hilarious. And you know, man, I almost feel like I'm dreaming right now. I need to get some damn sleep. I'll tell a couple other stories later. Um, Coming up in the next episode, I got a story about the, um, a tale of two chads. Um, I got a story about... um. A homeless man telling me the same story about 30 times, not realizing that um, he's already tried that one with me. And it's a very well thought out story, which kind of creeped me out. think he was this much of a sociopath telling the story as if it was brand fucking new. And then fill in one more coming up. Um, that's really all I got, I think. Yeah, guys. All right. So, um, everyone, you know, thanks a lot for, um, listening and, um, possibly sharing it. I hope I didn't bother you. 20 years ago that you're still holding against me but you know I love you I love everyone having a kid really has changed my opinion you know everyone to me now is a kid you know I see every every one of you you're just a kid you still are just a kid and a lot of things are because of your parents because of things that happened to you when you were a kid so you're not fooling anyone. And um, I'm the same way. So uh, I appreciate it. 
and I'm looking forward to hear some some write-ins, some call-ins, and let's get involved, guys. You know, we're we're a lot more connected and related than we we act out to be. You know, the internet isn't reality. Get outside and talk to your neighbor instead of just seeing that they shared one post by you know Ben Shapiro and that makes him a Nazi because he thinks one thing a guy said was was good this absolutism that we go by it's 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 ridiculous and um we've kind of digressed digressed I know is that regressed I'm digressing that's what's going on um We've regressed in that state. You know, we need some more open discussions. And um, allow some more things into play than just writing them off. All right, guys. That's it. Have a good one. And I'll talk to you soon.